I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, we have a great episode lined up for you this week. Enjoy it because you were packing it up for the holidays. There will be no new episode next week, but fill your bellies with food, family, and fellowship. And we'll be back on the 28th with more job logs goodness. Have a great holiday. My first internship was at WIBV Channel 4 in Buffalo, oh, New York. Nice. Oh, yeah, got to know your local call numbers, man. Yes. Yeah, I'm getting internships your freshman year. Yeah. I was like, oh, if I don't get an girl. internship, I am done. Like, I'm not going to have a future. I was like, one of those <laughs> kinds of people. I mean, obviously, looking back, it's so funny. Mine was, this is going to sound like too much, but I, it was at the U.S. Senate. Ooh. For my state senator. Okay, I'm done with both of you. <laughs> but no, it was a mess because it was like very much like of the same vein. Like, oh, you need internship. And then my mm. mother was like very, also very into it. Right. She tried to like get me into Barack Obama's office. Okay. They kept telling her no. <laughs> they have you have to be from Illinois. And she was like, Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations with young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. I'm Joy Marie. And I'm Courtney. And this is Job Logs. Welcome back for another episode. Yes, we're giving you everything you need to navigate your crazy, crazy work life. <laughs> yes, yes. You guys know so much about us and we want to learn more about you. So help us stay free and create more episodes and content that you like and want to hear. Fill out our three-minute survey and enter your email address at the end for a chance to win a $100 gift card. You can find the survey at joblogs.com survey. And we have an awesome episode coming up for you today. We're talking with journalists, but like so much more than yes. that at the same time. Yes. Um, Darian Simone Harvin is in the studio with us. And we're talking about advocating for yourself and just mm. being your champion to create opportunities. Yes, really great conversation. So stay tuned for that. But as you guys know, we always start our episodes with a clock in. Yeah. And this is where we check in on each other personally, professionally, see how we're doing. And we... Definitely encourage you to do the same with your networks. For sure. So how's it going, Joy? I am well. Good. I cannot <laughs> complain. Um, I have to say, if we're being honest, I'm definitely kind of in a weird space where I've been at my company for three years, mm -hmm. and I've never been anywhere for three years before. <laughs> so I'm fighting the urge to jump ship. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, for anyone from my company who's listening, I'm not going to. <laughs> but it is, you know, it's just the point where you, like, start to audit and think about, like, is this re really where I want to be? Is this what I want to be doing in the next year? There are also a lot of changes happening, which we talked about in um, another episode. And so just trying to resolve my feelings about mm -hmm. the changes and get through it and just sit still while we navigate them. So that I'm not making any like rash decisions in the moment. Yeah. So that's kind of, and you know, it's like year end. So it's like thinking about a new year, new opportunities. I think that's just kind of yeah. 
where my head is. But I will say, since we're talking about creating your own opportunities, um, the talks I've been having with myself are like, you know, before I do jump ship, let me give it my best effort and create the type of work I want to be working Mm, on in my role and then say, okay, it's time to go or stay versus just kind of like complaining. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think I have to give it a real effort first. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. What about you? Um, I don't, you know, I usually have some philosophical standpoint to share, (laughs) but honestly, you guys, I'm just trying to get through. (laughs) Like, I just, just trying to get through school and work and hopefully working towards something awesome. But right now, (laughs) we're just like putting our head down and going. Yes. (laughs) So yeah. One day at a time. For real. So it's time for Rants, Raves, and Reviews. This is the segment of the show where we each share a rant, a rave, or a product review for a service tool experience that's either positively or negatively impacting our professional lives. Mm -hmm. Courtney, you're up. Uh, well, today I'm raving about unbranding. Unbranding. Um, this is something I did for myself recently. I had a website. It was called redwork.co. And it was just kind of like my personal website uh, where I displayed what I was working on and what I was interested in. Um, it was kind of the landing page if you wanted to get to know me yeah. and the work that I do. And I recently just scrubbed it, and it's now CourtneyCleveland.com. Okay. Also known as CleveOutloud.com, which is okay. my social media handle. Handles. And I decided to do that because I was just really confused when I went to the site because I didn't know, like, what the heck is Red Word? <laughs> <laughs> and I just didn't know why I had this brand. And I started it out mm. as... It was kind of, like, aspirational. Mm. It was, you know, when everyone had, like, their business name. And I was like, okay. I had a blog called The Red Read for a while. So I was like, oh, Red Work will be, like, my freelance stuff. Mm. And, like, this. And along the way, it's just, I didn't know what it was. Like, it started out as aspirational. I'm like, well, what is this really? Like, what am I selling? Yeah. So I didn't know what the brand is, but I know who I am. Right. So I was like, let me just refocus this site around like me (laughs) what I knew about okay and I think it I think it's right on time too because there's this shift happening on the web where it's it's less about brands and it's more Mm. about people and like people want to connect with other people people, brands when they're doing partnerships they really want to connect with a person yeah so true so it spoke to that and of course I was like googling this I was like this sounds like such a good idea unbranding yeah Yeah. like someone's thought of this before they had <laughs> and there's this cool article well there's a blog post there's this woman called Danielle Laporte I mm-hmm. think that's her last name she's very like a spiritual new wave guru type of person okay and she wrote this um, great uh, blog called Three Keys to Unbranding and Why I Changed My Twitter Name mm. and she went through something similar she had this brand and she was like I'm gonna just make it me her name her name okay gotcha and the three things that she says for unbranding is keep it pointed to where you wanna go mm. so what do you want to be um, known for next year and years after that? Do you mm. want to be known for this book that you're putting out, this blog, mm. this company, or do you want to be known for who you are? Right. So depending on what your answer is, that yeah. should be how you brand yourself okay. in spaces. Okay. Um, the second one is unbranded kind of speaks to this idea that we're all these artists 
of our lives mm-hmm. so that no matter what we're working on, everything kind of comes back to us. Mm, and what you're, got it. And you kind of viewing yourself as this resource. Right. Because you evolve and change right. versus like if you make something too static with a brand or company, you're kind of locked right. into it. I got gotcha. you. And then the third one is very kind of getting back into her little new wave spiritual vibe, which is that you kind of have to trust that you're enough and that you don't need like this gimmick and this mm. sheen to like show that you're worthy of someone's faith or to work with you. Like you don't need to like build yourself up into this other thing. You could just be yourself. Okay. So that's interesting to think about. Yeah. Cause I mean, I feel like there was this whole big push of just like branding. Yeah. Get your side up brand. and a matching business card. Right. And a and it's like, maybe it's just like you. Hmm. That's really interesting. Maybe that's enough. So that's my uh, brave. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? So I am (laughs) raving this week and I'm raving about um, and just in terms of thinking about being an advocate for yourself, Mm -hmm. something that Bozema St. John, who is the head of global marketing at Apple Music, making waves all over. Yeah. A couple years ago, I was fortunate enough to do an event with her and Mm -hmm. meet her. But she talks about um, in an in-style interview, I think she talks about. A brag list. And Mm. a brag list is literally a place where you document all of the things you're fabulous at and you document your wins and revisit them from time to time just to remind yourself that you're awesome. And so a brag list can look like a lot of different things. She says, you know, there's no room for copycats. So I think that it's important that you bring your own personal brand to the table, sit down and make a list of three or four things you love about yourself that you can bring to your job. Then you'll always have something positive and unique to highlight when you're interviewing for a position, Mm. talking to your boss or pitching ideas to others. Um, And I loved that. And I, I've kind of maintained a variation of that, which is sort of a trophies folder Mm -hmm. that I keep um, in my, it's one of my email folders at work. And so anytime someone else uh, compliments me, like leadership, you know, gives me kudos for a job well done on a project or something like that, I file that right into my trophies folder. So at any given time, I can look in there and just see all the wonderful things that my (laughs) colleagues are saying about me. But also like, so when it comes time to year end and stuff, I can readily look and see all of the the accomplishments that I've made. So my rave, brag list, trophy list, whatever, document your wins, keep up with them, because a lot of times it's super easy to forget all of your accomplishments. I love that. About, like, 53 million Americans are independent workers. That's 34% of the total workforce. Um, And that's estimated to jump up to 50% by 2020. So we're really talking about the future of work here. And being your own biggest advocate, creating a lane for yourself, making opportunities where none exist, I feel like that's going to be the wave and the norm of the future. Mm -hmm. So who better to join us for this roundtable discussion than Darian Simone Harvin, who needs no introduction. Oh, my God. We're going to give her one. Yes. (laughs) Darren is a New York City-based journalist. She's a news curator, the host of Am I Allowed to Like Anything? You do a ton of stuff. You're doing the Fusion Daily Newsletter. Um, You have profiled many of our favorite athletes Mm -hmm. and influencers and celebrities as well all over the web. So thanks, Darian, for joining us. Thank you both for having me. Yes. We're so excited. I have to confess. That I use your snaps, you're snapping less, it's fine. <laughs> but I use your snaps as motivation because they say like you should always have like a rabbit that because rabbits go really fast. So you need a rabbit that you can like chase and be like, okay, 
Darian's up doing. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. I need to get out of bed because yes. Darian is already up. And I has need done to all start Snapchatting again. I yes. need to. We were just talking about this. How sometimes you just got to give the people what they want. Yes. No, <laughs> um, you be no. up at the crack of dawn. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, the reason why I'm always up so early is because of one of my jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is the reason why I am up at 3:45, 4 a.m. I will admit, I start working from home for um, basically my big job that really comes, like, where most of my income comes from. Can you talk about it? Yeah, um, is at Yahoo News. Okay. So I specifically work on an app called the Yahoo News Digest. Okay. um, That really, uh, what I do is I work on the morning team, and the app itself is an app in which it collects kind of just like the top stories of the morning mm-hmm. and then of the evening. So there's like a mm-hmm. morning edition of it and there's an evening edition of it. So, and how did you how did you even get I wanted to know like did you set that? out to say like Yes, I will be a person with five jobs. Or did you just like was this the plan or did no, it just happen? No, it wasn't the it wasn't the plan at all. So let me I'm gonna answer how I got okay. that job because yes. it was actually kinda low key crazy how I got that job. And then I'll get into why I have so many jobs and because I kind of feel like that's the part of advocating for yourself. Yeah. yeah. So I actually ended up getting the job because I heard about it through a Slack group. Oh. Um, the The yeah. Agenda, the uh, Her Agenda, um, oh. which yeah. is run by Renisha Bing. Yeah. Um, there is like a membership Slack group that I actually um helped to start that's really just anyone i think it's like five dollars a month or something like that Mm. you join the group and really the concept and the idea of the group is to kind of like break down these walls um of accessibility of not knowing Mm, about opportunities opportunities. and kind of yeah so it's really just a lot of young women from all different backgrounds all different career fields who post when they know about opportunities even if they have have no connection with it or if their job is hiring just kind of you know connecting people who don't know each other yeah and you know collecting all these yeah it's amazing so actually heard about the digest job Mm. through that group and I just emailed Haley Persinger, who um, was my was my uh, boss at the time. She's now at the New York Times doing amazing things. Of course. But I, I sent her a short email, email, and I said, Hi, my name is Darian Harvin. I um, am interested in this. I've worked here, here, and here. Um, this job is really appealing to me because it's I, I enjoy working odd hours, which I do. Mm. I love to, like, work when... I love to be working when people are sleeping. <laughs> I don't know. So... Um, so I just sent her a really short email. She got back to me. I came in a couple of times and, um, really why I started to kind of pick up so many jobs was because I took advantage of the fact that, uh, media companies don't really hire young people um, on staff any longer. Yeah. Typically what they'll do, or at least what my experience has been is they will hire you contract, which Mm. means that they'll pay you hourly to work a year um, until they either decide to bring you on staff or you decide to do something else. Right. So I said, okay, um, because of this and because basically it also gives me the opportunity to um, take on other jobs, like interests that I have and also create more revenue streams for myself, that is exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so I was like, if they're not going to bring me on staff someplace, if you're not going to... This I am yeah. going to I am going to find a way to basically like punk the system. Yeah, like that was basically uh, that was basically my idea behind yeah. it. Like I think just living in New York, in my experience, has been we're not making enough money to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> I I really like money. Like yes. I I don't believe Girl. in the whole like broke millennial yeah, thing. struggle story. Yeah, like broke media person. Like yeah. no. 
not only am like I'm gonna make money, but I'm gonna negotiate for more. Mm, you know, yeah. I'm I'm just very much about about that. So that was yeah. kind of where it started to come from. I love this because I feel like so many of us have had that contract temp conversation and you kind of view those opportunities as lesser than because it's like mm, like nobody wants to be temp to right now know, I prefer them. or whatever <laughs> but yeah the way you're positioning it is just reminds me it's all about outlook and definitely yeah. like creating the life that you want to live for yourself right and it's honestly it's gotten to the point I mean to be completely honest with you I I have gotten to points where like I like I have turned down staff mm. jobs at like big media companies that mm. I should be wanting to work for and I should be wanting to put on my resume because I'm so incredibly happy with the direction that my life is going right mm. now. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's been a year since I've kind of been doing it and I've I've just really embraced like this freedom yeah. that has come with kind of this decision I decided yeah. to make, you know, and I mean this sounds so this sounds so corny but it's like I've always bet on myself. Mm. And whenever I get in these tough positions where it's like, do I want to do this? Do I want to go on staff at this place? I get really good experience. Do I want to go back to working an eight to five? I right. don't like working in offices during the yeah. middle of the day. I'm, I'm, I'm like a very dramatic, creative person. <laughs> like, it's crippling my soul. It's crippling my creativity. I don't want to do it. But um, but yeah, I just, it's gotten to the point where I've really enjoyed and embraced this freedom that yeah. has come with um, that I think is so rare to have at 25. Yes. I think mm-hmm. it's so rare. I don't 25? think 25, girl. Yes, I think it's... I'm like... Out here slaying. I'm like... I was telling my friend, I was like, I think I have experienced some things way too early, like, <laughs> career-wise. Like, I'm, I'm making the type of money I want to make. I'm able to take off time when I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm able to travel. I'm in control of my time, pretty much. Yeah. Like, uh, and she's like, no, what, you shouldn't think of it that way. Like, how are you too young to be experiencing those things? It's amazing. Like, yeah. So I'm very grateful. You better work. I love it. So when you're, like, cultivating these opportunities and, like, are you? do you find that you're more proactive and, like, getting new projects or is it kind of fielding that's existing a, opportunities? That's a good question. I think that with, um, with the Fusion newsletter – with that, that was a recommendation. Mm. Um, someone recommended me for that position, and then um, based on what though? Based on okay, so that's a good that's a good question. Based on something that I'd never honestly thought of as like a skill, but is was because of my work on a prior newsletter with Hardcover mm. Magazine, mm-hmm. which is um, which is a magazine that I worked on that really worked to and wanted to redefine who in the communities that we deem like really worthy of covering and why they are and how America's landscape is changing and we need to make sure that people are seeing themselves covered in the news. Culture. Yeah, culture, basically. And so... In addition to the magazine, there was also a cure, um, a newsletter that we curated that mm. was just links from across the web that weren't always from the biggest platforms, but um, it was it was also much about like the writers and identity and the mm-hmm. types of people who are writing yeah. about these stories and making sure they weren't always white males. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So um, because of my work on that newsletter, someone at Fusion was like, "Oh, I know her. She's perfect for this position. Like, we should ask her if she would want to do it." That's amazing. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. The whole concept of inbound networking, where you put your work out there and you make sure people know what you're doing. Yes, and opportunities will come to you as yeah. well. Yeah. So there was the, there was the Fusion gig, and then what else? am I something that I do that I, actually a lot of people 
don't know that I do is I uh, I work on editorial production for the site called Two Night. It's like Tuesday, T U W Night, and it's it's like a very behind the scenes job. But um, basically, it's a site for for older women, and it's a lot of personal essays and think pieces oh, that yeah. are really fielded. I think it's really cool. It's like fielded towards kind of women in their in their 40s yeah. 50s oh, and you so, write for the undefeated too right yeah Those and i started celebrity and athlete yeah and profiles. that yeah and that actually came along so a lot of the stuff that i've been doing has really just been relationships I actually okay. um was danielle smith who i worked with on hardcover went over to the undefeated as like the uh culture editor there. Oh, wonderful and um she was like i know you like to interview people i know that you would be the perfect person to kind of work on this specific column. Mm. And so, yeah, in 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 addition to, like, thinking and also, like, executing new ways, like, presenting news and information to people, I love to interview people. Okay. So, and that was also why I started my podcast, because I wanted to get better at doing that. Yeah. And as we know, if you want, nowadays, if you want to do something, you kind of have to already show people that you know how to do it. Yes. So that's kind of why I started my podcast in a way. And then, yeah, so... That's so kind of how do you, when you have all of these things that you're working on and doing, I think a lot of us are guilty of not promoting our work enough or trying to be too modest or humble. How do you make sure people kind of know like, hey, I'm the ish. Like I have all of this stuff going on and I'm actually really good at it. I am like, I'm like breathing so hard right now. I'm like, <laughs> I actually feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm good at promoting my work. You don't think so? I don't. Yeah. Girl. Like, am I? Okay. I, I think so. Okay, that's good. I think good. so. I, I have a really hard time. I'm not, ash- it's not that I'm ashamed to, to promote what I do, but I think that for me, because I'm so focused on creating in mm. production and like the art and the science behind all, all of that. I think that sometimes, not only myself, but I think writers and journalists in general are not always savvy to the best ways of wording tweets or promoting their work. And then one big thing for me is I I don't want to do it in ways that, number one, I've already seen, and number two, I don't like how other people do it. So So we're not talking about a resume or traditional portfolio, which you do have, but, you know, I think you know, in your defense, I think your Twitter is a great place. Like, I follow you on Twitter. I, I saw when you started writing for Fusion. So yeah. I think those are, like, great kind of unconventional ways to let people know, apart from talking about what's on award shows, like, hey, this is mm-hmm. what I'm working on. For and sure. this is what I'm doing. Yeah, pinned tweets. Honestly, that's, like, the best. Yeah. I love the pinned tweet because you can put your work up there. Um, that seems like such a simple thing. But if you yeah. think about it, it's really effective because that's the first thing that people see when they come to your page. So, but definitely I'm a work, I'm a work in progress in that I've been thinking a lot more about, um, how to share my work on Instagram. Mm. Like. Instagram's just, tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's I like stories though. I think that's an opportunity. Yeah. I think that there's a huge yeah. opportunity there and I actually have something I'm working on and it's very Instagram stories mm, based. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to, to try that out. Can't wait I, to see it. Yeah. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. When we were preparing for this interview, I found this quote from Biz Stone. He's one of Twitter's co-founders. And it says that um, you have to be the architect of your circumstances, that opportunity is something you manufacture, not something you wait for. Mm. Yeah. So when you're manufacturing such (laughs) opportunities, I wonder, like, how do you evaluate something to know, like, this is in line with what I want to do. That's a really good question. I was actually talking about this with one of my with one of my good friends and we were saying how instead of pros and cons, we should be looking at cause and effect. Hmm. So, let's say that you're deciding if you if let's say this is a perfect example. Darian is doing all these different jobs. She's really enjoying what she's doing right now. She has this time to work on her podcast that a nine to five job would probably really burn her out in doing. Um, she interviews for this job. She thinks she knows she will be perfect for it. She ends up getting an offer. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this explicit? <laughs> You're good, girl. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry. So I'm like, oh, oh, crap. Um, what am I do? I want to take this job. Is it going to be worth it? Am I going to have the time and the energy? And so the cause is thinking about if I were to take this job, um, this is what would happen. Mm. The effect is thinking about the effect of that. And if like the effects outweigh the causes, mm. then it's probably a good idea. Mm. Um, but if the causes, are you looking at the causes and the effects really aren't hitting you? Mm. You don't really feel like it would be worth it based yeah. off your values yeah. or your time or your energy, right. which are time and energy are, are two things I'm really, really big on. Um, then you, then you, then you might it might not yeah. be good for you. So that's kind of how I how I yeah. try to decide on. Yeah. I love that you said that because I think a lot of times um, opportunities can look attractive for the money or for the exposure, for the or whatever the case mm-hmm. is, the name of the brand or the company. But like time and energy, that's real, and you need to be able to audit. Like, am I gonna have time to do anything else if doing other things is a priority for you? Right, mm-hmm. and it's also like, and if you take this other job, are you gonna be able to do a good job? Mm. Is it gonna? Can it be good? Are you going to be able to do a good job? Yeah. You know, that's real too. (laughs) I have to talk about this um, because when you're freelancing and kind of taking opportunities that maybe haven't been created, maybe there's not a precedence for what you should be getting paid. How do Mm -hmm. you negotiate your value Mm -hmm. and your rate? Yeah. So I'm going to start off by saying that. I am like a proud salary negotiation savage. Like I am like trying to to close the wage gap. (laughs) I'm trying to to close the wage gap. Um, Like pay me what you owe me. I know you have money. I know you have money. Do not lowball me. Yes. Like, come on. Like, let's be real here. Mm. Don't treat me like a punk. (laughs) That's how I really feel. That's really how I feel. So, um, how do I go about it? So let's say um, I I ask. Okay. I say, um, you know, looking at the looking at the work and also looking at how much time I'm going to be spending on this. Really, it comes down to I'm really gracious for this opportunity. I always number one come off as like, you know, this is not me trying to be like you guys. Yeah. Owe me this or. 
I'm entitled to this number. This is more like, I'm really excited about this opportunity. I want to work with you guys. Um, this is, this is what else I am, I am juggling. Yes. And in order for me to, to, to do mm. this, I might have to drop something, mm. which means that I would mm-hmm. be like making less money maybe, mm. or looking at the amount of the work and the hours that I'm going to be spending on it, the time and the energy, yeah. the resources, the um, the creative power, the creative, mm. just the energy, like the creative yeah, energy it's yeah. going to take, which is real, right? Yeah. That's like, what it is cre- real, yeah. Like, you should be getting paid for that. Um, this is how much I would like to ask for this. And do you think about that in like an hourly way? I think about or... an hourly typically okay. like for my response, for okay. my um, opportunities that I'm given. Okay. But then there will be some times where um, they can't, which is like kind of odd. I think sometimes with contract jobs, I was able to get my my hourly rate risen at Yahoo, which I thought mm-hmm. was really cool. Uh, some other places I wasn't really able to, but um, I really just try to come at it from from that. And, yeah. And really, what I do before when they hit me with a number, I really think about a calendar, mm. and I literally think about how much time and how much space am I going to need to Mm. work on this task? And what are my expenses? You know Mm. what I mean? So that's kind of what I come at it, come, come at it from. And I, and also it's like weird because people will say, Oh, you have, you have an impressive resume. You worked here, here and here. And it's like, yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) so you know what's next. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was actually talking to another friend today because I wanted to negotiate a, my salary for a yeah. potential job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I'm going to ask for 95K or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you should ask for 115 or mm-hmm. one or 100, yeah. you know, because 95K is like enough to is enough to begin with. Yeah. And, and I was like, I think that's too high. And she was like, why? Everything that mm. you've worked for up until now, mm. you should ask for that number, mm. you know? So I always just try to think of it as like, I sometimes think that we forget about yeah. the work that we do and what we have accomplished. Yes. And I'm very much someone who, I want to work on one thing yeah. and I'm on to the next thing. I'm trying to yeah. create something bigger, better. I'm not yeah. sulking on the fact that, like, I'm not, I'm trying to think of a celebrity right now who's still like, I won this Grammy in 2010. And it's right. like, no, I don't ever yeah. want to be that person. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm trying to work, work up <laughs> Keep to Keep evolving. Level. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And that's one thing I'm learning because um, a friend of mine told me the other day. is like, you can't be afraid to, like, say the number. Like, yes. even if you think that it's higher than, like, what they're saying, it's like, yes. just say the number. Like, yeah, the worst yeah. thing you say is no. And Seriously, like, having worked in HR, it's like the difference between five 15 20k is not preposterous to these organizations because there are people that come out the gate asking for these high numbers asking for 200k and they meet it so exactly i think women a lot of times we make it a very personal emotional right dialogue and it doesn't have to be right like i definitely even though i'm a self-proclaimed salary negotiation savage (laughs) (laughs) like i it still takes a lot for me to like the thought of that conversation still makes yeah. you really nervous, but I'm like, yeah. I got to do it. I have to advocate for yes. myself. Yeah. And you know, as I'm listening to you, it's like, I feel like a part of creating these opportunities is a lot of things that we normally outsource to other people, or you just trust that like a manager will handle this or the mm. HR person will handle this. Like you kind of have to take those on. By like, yourself. Be yeah. your own recruiter, be your yeah. own agent. Like, right. Yeah. And kind of really take control of it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, especially nowadays where, at least for me, 
I just think I really just think as black as black women, like no one is really going to advocate for us, mm. but but each other. Like I yeah. really, really, really do feel that way. And no one is going to be able to show anyone what I can do and how I can do it, but myself. Yeah, you know. So yeah. So another thing I want to talk about is that Darren, you seem to be very unapologetically yourself. Everywhere that I am exposed to you, so on social media, um, you talk about issues that are dear to you, about Mm -hmm. being a black woman, about being a creative, Um, and you're you, you know, you bring culture into the work that you're doing. So how can we, like, view some of those things we don't typically look at as valuable in the workforce and in the work that we're creating and promote those and kind of advocate for ourselves and just be comfortable being who we really are? I used to struggle with that a lot. Because I think that, especially coming out of school, kind of during the age of Facebook and everything, it was like, don't show too much of yourself. Mm. You know, someone can Google you. They can pull up the wrong tweet. Someone could pull up a tweet from me five years ago, you know, of me saying the wrong thing or whatever. And I think one huge reason why I have just decided to be myself on the internet and just continue to do that despite what opportunities it may cost me, I guess, or not cost me. I think one of it really has to do with being comfortable with, like, first of all, who I am Mm. and knowing that, like, my work is valuable and, like, who I am is is valuable to a company, right? And so if my if my values and kind of what I have to say on the internet aligns or kind of is in tune with someone, an HR mm-hmm. recruiter, even if it's silly and if it's crazy, you know, like one, even with the, with my gig at fusion, they were like, we love your Twitter feed. Yeah. And that's probably someplace I should be working. Yeah. You know, that's probably yeah. someplace who values, they value exactly. my voice. Yes. I, and so I really just try to put, when we're talking about Twitter and I think Instagram and even Snapchat too, yeah. I just really try to put my voice in the things that I am thinking about. Mm. I think that, uh, at least for me, I know what I don't like. Like, I know what I don't like, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's in real life, whether it's a celebrity, yeah. right? Like, I know what I don't like. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm never going to be that. Like, yeah. I'm never going to try to fit this mold. And yeah. I think... One of the reasons why I just continue to kind of say how I feel and just kind of use my Twitter as like a stream of conscience as mm-hmm. opposed to um, like very professionally yeah. or um, always promoting my work 24-7 um, is because I think I'm still trying to figure out like my corner of the mm-hmm. internet. Mm-hmm. And I think that because I'm still figuring that out, I've just decided to go rogue and be myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really what it what it comes down to. I love so, it. I yeah. love it. Ooh, put a pin in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's up next? I'm I'm almost like scared to ask. Like what <laughs> what are you cooking up? What should our listeners look out for? Well, I am in the process of th- um, recording a total of 10 episodes of, I- of Am I a Lot to Like Anything. Um, I'm really, really excited for how I'm going to package them. Mm. I'm kind of, I actually plan on putting them all out at once so that people can just oh, binge Netflix. listen to them. Yeah, yeah Netflix <laughs> come through. I'm like, the, so, so I'm, I've been working on that. And I'm, to be completely honest with you, I'm really 
interested in exploring this idea of like being a creative and also being a journalist and I think that as the influence of the individual journalist continues to grow mm-hmm. I'm more interested in collaborating with media companies and I've been working on um, my site theseam.co which is really just a platform I'm using to um, just execute some ideas I have about storytelling um, so my podcast will will uh, my podcast episodes will be on there am I allowed to like anything will have more of a corner on the internet where people can go and look through the footnotes and yes. look more about the guests and everything like that. So yes. have- and if you guys love job blogs, you will love Darian's podcast. She has really great interviews. I loved the one with Casey. Casey uh, Gerald. Oh yes. My oh my goodness. That was insane. Yeah. He Moving. is, he's such a force. He's yeah. such a force in, um, and whenever I need advice, I go to Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely check it out. I mean, I'm going to Brazil in January. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's kind of what I have planned. Love it. Yeah. And what's your handles for social? Um, Darian Simone everywhere. D-A-R-I-A-N-S-Y-M-O-N-E. No relation to Raven Simone. <laughs> Simone, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for adulting. This is the segment of the show where we give you some, you know, tips to help you become a more fully functional adult. Mm-hmm. Courtney, you're up this week. Cool. So I am going to talk about knowing how to sell yourself because the days of being like, oh my God, I can't toot my own horn. <laughs> Girl, toot toot. <laughs> You got to (laughs) know. So I decided to to make this crystal clear for the Mm. children. Um, I'm taking a sales class right now. Okay. And I think a lot of the principles that go into just selling anything apply to Mm. selling yourself. So shout out to Professor Warner. I'm snatching this uh, framework. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh, So the first step of selling prospecting. That's mm. when you identify who you want to sell to. Okay. This could be your boss, it could be like new clients, but the key with prospecting is identifying people who are a good fit for mm. you. So that's the first step. Second step, identifying a problem. So once you know like the people that you want to reach out to, see like what's an issue that only you, mm. the illustrious you can, can fill. Solve. Huh. Yeah, okay. and make that connection. Okay. Okay, you with me? Next, we're going to generate the solution. So when you research and come up with solutions, you want to be creative. And uh, creativity is a big part of solving problems yeah. and presenting them in kind of a new, fresh way. So yeah. you have to fully understand their problem, fully yep. understand your capabilities. And like, okay, this is their marriage. Yeah. This is how we come together. Yeah. You present your solution in just convincing, persuasive, dramatic way. And then negotiating closing, mm. I'm going to say that's making the ask. Like okay. A lot of times we just beat around the bush. That's we true. Try to be ask. Like, <laughs> drop little hints. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> Make the ask. ask. So true. So true. And finally, a big part of selling is servicing. So regardless of what the answer is to the ask, that's still a relationship. So you yeah. still want to build it. And don't be one of those people where you get the no and then like you, they never hear from you again. Yeah, I know. Because a lot of t- that's such a good point. Because a lot of times when people say no, it might be just a no, not right now. Yeah. But if you keep in touch and keep the relationship warm, then you could have potential future opportunities later down the line. Right. I love that. Yes. Sell it.
Well, it has just been a wonderful little segment of audio time. Yes. If I say so. Thank you all for rocking with us. Yes. And if you love the show, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Also, shout out to the people that like I run into in real life who listen to the show. Yes. Shout out to Imani. We were at out at dinner with friends and my friend's sister listens to the show. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Oh gosh, you guys are amazing. Please tweet us, email us, let us know that you listen. Uh, We appreciate it so much. But we're going to read a couple of the reviews that we've seen on iTunes. Thanks, you guys, so much for leaving them. F Natural Me says, This podcast is so wonderful. Love the real-world advice about networking and setting the proper stage for a fulfilling career. Thank you, F Natural Me. Yes. Global Donica says, Loving the issues that are addressed on the show. The guests are very effective in how they deliver the message. Keep being effective hosts. Keep being awesome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And thanks to all of our wonderful guests. As always, you can find us on the web at joblogs.com. That's where we have a ton of articles, resources. We keep the conversation going. Tuesday through Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) So find us there. Yeah, and we're also all over the webs at Joblogs. Yep. Courtney is on the web as at Cleave Out Loud. Yep. And Joyce Hamus Parker. Tours. Thanks, y'all. See ya. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.